Sometimes you wear a pair of shoes and I'm like, yes, James, you got it. You have all the answers. Here we are at the Spirited Body again. Uh, We're in a new space, a brand new space that we just uh, fitted out this morning and hopefully it'll be amazing. I'm James Vager. I'm a a psychic uh, medium. Uh, I channel and uh, I'm here with my really good friend, Katie. Say hi. Hello. Hi. How are you? I do not channel, (laughs) but I have a lot of questions as usual. Yeah, great. Um. How was your week? I know it's been a while. We've had a couple delays. <laughs> I love how nice that sounds. Um, COVID got me. Yeah. It got me. But you know what? I've traveled all over the world. I've, you know. Without I, COVID. With, that's what I mean. Like, I haven't gotten it. I mean, I've been careful. I wasn't, wasn't like, just doing whatever. But it got me. And, um, you know, anytime you have to, like, put your life on hold like that, and just kind of be in your house. It's a time to really like think about things in your life. Like what are the messages I'm missing? Why am I being forced to slow down? So uh, today's my first day back in the world. And I'll just say excuse any COVID brain fog I have because it still lingers a little, but I'm just excited to be back and the new space that we have feels right. Yes, it feels great. Yes. Um, I, and it was funny because as I was, uh, we have, that time apart and we weren't doing the podcast and I got to a really uh, miss us doing the podcast Mm -hmm. because I really enjoy it. And I also really felt compelled to express my gratitude towards you. I just, as a friend, uh, as a person, I just, I respect you so much as a person. I don't know if you, how much you hear this or feel this in your life. And I know you do a lot of self you know, reflection, self-care. Um, but I don't know how much you hear it, but I just, I think you're an amazing person. Thank you so much. I mean, oh I, my gosh. This is a great way to start the <laughs> podcast. I mean, I really do. And I, I just don't know if I've ever said that to you. Mm. I think you are the bee's knees and I, I, I value you and our friendship so much. Um, and your way of handling things and the way you handle your life and the way you, you pursue your truth and who you are so aggressively and fearlessly is so respectable and it's just fantastic to watch. And I, I just can't tell you how much, how much I think of you and how much your friendship means to me. Oh, you're so sweet. And I mean, we've had a journey together as, as friends. Mm -hmm. I mean, when we, when we started becoming friends, you were married with, you know, children and I still have children. Yeah. <laughs> Different, they're older now. But anyway, um, I don't even think I had had my first child. Like we were just in such different. Like when I look back on those times, I'm like, we were asleep at the wheel. Right. Like it's scary to wake up to yourself. And there just comes a point, I think, where you go, you know, I, I have this thought a lot where anytime I'm worried to like lean into me, I'm like, pause, zoom way out into the universe, get like Stephen Hawking on this. And you're a speck of dust. You're it's, it's, it all comes down to nothing as Dave Matthews band says. And so it doesn't even matter. Just do you. It doesn't even matter. Are we going to get a Kurt Cobain reference today? Oh, absolutely. Okay, good. Um, I, um, I agree with you. And today's topic 
It does feed in nicely, doesn't it? And I wasn't planned. (laughs) But I can tell you that there's um, something in the channel uh, because I was rereading it last night for editing sake to make sure I can actually read what I typed. And they uh, talk about um, uh, they talk about exactly exactly that. And um, it's so it's it's interesting how that ties in. so, okay, so let's talk about the topic today. The yeah. topic is just a small little <laughs> little blip. Uh, they The topic they chose for this week is the purpose of life. Not to be confused with the meaning of life, but the purpose of life, which I thought was a very interesting distinction. You know, we often talk about the meaning of life. What does it all mean? What do I mean? What am I here for? And they, they're talking about the purpose of life. And that, that means the purpose of being a physical being here. And um, so. I, uh, I got to just say, I always think it's interesting when you send me these topics. Because as a reminder, James doesn't go into detail. He'll just be like, text me and say, this week's topic. And then I'll just sit with it, right? And I don't try to do anything with it. I don't. um like to try to figure it out. I just sit with it and then I see what comes up. But it was interesting because I think I talked about this book a couple podcasts ago called Radical Awakening by Dr. Shafali. And it really deconstructs a lot of our belief systems and kind of like soul's purpose and brings in some of these spiritual elements. And that I was just looking up on my phone because I do this thing sometimes. This is kind of a weird thing, but I when I read a book and I really resonate with the author, I try to, you'd be surprised at like, you can actually get in touch with people. So I actually booked a call with the author and I'm going to meet with her next month. (laughs) And so- Of course uh, you are. Well, just because like (laughs) the book changed my life. And so I've talked with her on the phone once before and I was like, I'm going to book another call with her. Actually, my partner got me it as a gift. So anyway, that came up in in my notes around because she has this 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 idea around the concept that like life is so meaningful and so meaningless all at the same time and so that was one of my questions to her like what does that spectrum look like and like how do you fit into that as a human being and when do you lean into like just kind of laughing and going, we're a speck of dust in the universe. And when do you really lean into purpose and meaning? So of course it wasn't coincidental that I like just finished that book. And that was one of my questions to her is like, how do you figure that out? And so when you texted me, I was like, <laughs> of course, yep, yep, yep. So help me answer this. I'm curious about your perspective that, you know, your guide's perspectives. And then I can actually well chat with her too. I think I'm coming from a, a different place with this topic because I've channeled the channeling that I've done for years and the information I get for years is just a reiteration okay. of what we're going to talk, what they're going to talk about today. And I'm like, Oh, of course, what struck me about this channel, because I texted you right after I channeled it and I was like, Ooh, this one's a doozy. And it's because I don't, for me having heard it in so, so many different ways and, pieces of it and bits and bobs and little getting it and, and, and putting the pieces together over years, I just have incorporated into my belief system and incorporated it into who I am as a person. But for some reason, the way that they gave me the information this time just felt so like, Oh, wow. 
this was a lot. Okay. And um, so for even for me, the the way that they talked about it is a little is a little unique. So um, I'm uh, I'm excited to share it with you. So as always, ask questions. Okay. Um, uh, ask questions. Like I I I'm curious to see and to hear what your ideas and your thoughts and your your ideas are on it. Okay. Um, because a lot of it you'll be you'll be like yes 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 and then. Some of it just is going to be like, what? And so I want to be make sure that I'm able to describe and um, I can or I can feel them with me right now. So I don't know whether that means, oh, we're going to we're going to pop in with some questions um, or, you know, to answer your questions. Um, I don't know. But um, it's a it's a really uh, meaty, meaty stew today. <laughs> OK, we ready? I'm. So ready for this one. Let me pop my glasses on. <laughs> so how do the topics come to you? Is it when you sit down to do the channel and you get the topic and the reading all at the same time? A long time ago, I would say well over a year ago, they, when I was basically saying, okay, I appreciate all this information. What am I supposed to do with all this information? Like, is it just so I know, mm -hmm. or is this something? And they were really clear. Like, no, we want you to be able to share this with everybody. Yeah. And they gave me some different ways to do it. And one of them was a podcast. And, um, and the other one is the cards that I developed where I, we should bring the deck here. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely do it. Um, it's not, that's not what they want me to do yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're all Katie. Shut up. <laughs> so, um, and, but when in way back when, when they said, Oh, do a podcast. And I was like, well, how do I, talk about, you know, like they said, we'll give you the topics. And I said, okay, what are the topics? And they just listed like 12 or 15 topics. And, um, so I'm going in the order they gave it to me, they gave me in a list and wow. I just wrote it down and here we go. And, and so what I do now is I go back to that topic list and I say, okay, this is what you need to give me information about. And like, okay. And they, they give it to me. I'm here for it. So, all right, here we Let's go. Do it. Hear us when we say to you that the topic we want to discuss is not the overwhelming topic of duty and need. This is a topic that is fretted about much on your planet and creates stress, crisis, and confusion. We want to impress upon you that this is merely another topic for learning and growth. This is another area from which to discover your truth, the truth of who you are and what you are here to participate in. This is a calling to be more aware of your presence here and the impact it has on the greater universe. We hope that you can come to a greater understanding of who you truly are so that you may live in an existence here that is free from strife and is peaceful. Once you can drop the facade of your beliefs in the physical world, you can become more connected to the greater universe and those around you. You can drop all of the fighting and gripping onto your ideas of what is needed to construct your life and exhale to the true presence of truth and communion that is supporting you. Wow. It, <laughs> it's a, I was like, oh, girl, you're speaking the truth. <laughs> well, it just, it's really, really bizarre when you just stop and pause and almost question like this is the narrative that's in my mind that was imparted on me from parents and society and friends and whatever. 
And then just sitting with that, like, is that true for me? Does that make sense for me? I think sometimes we're going 10,000 miles an hour and it's scary to stop and ask that question. With the shoulds, should, should, I should do this. I should do that. I should be this. I should be that. And they never, ever talk in shoulds. When I do readings for people, if someone says, what should I do? They will say, there is no should. It's um, the word that always, that has been coming into my mind recently is like the facade of control is a very powerful narrative. And when you really stop and go like, how much control do I really have? That's really scary. But I have found, and I can say this because two, three, four, five, many, you know, my whole life basically is like one big controlling, like I just want to control every detail. Um, but the more I surrender and the more that I just accept that there's so much that I just don't know and that I that is really not in my control, you think that the tighter you grasp, the more control you have over your life. But really what that does is you're saying, I know what's best for me. There's nothing outside of my own physical body and physical mind that can help direct me. And that's a really shitty place to be. And I have just found that the more you can actually just say, you know, I'm going to surrender a little bit more and I'm going to listen a little bit more to what maybe a greater force has in store for me. Whew, it's a very different connection with self. It It is. And they uh, would tell me, they do tell me the only power you have in your life, the only control that you have in your life is choice. That's the only power that you have. And that choice is what do I do next? Mm -hmm. What do I do? You don't have power over anybody else. You don't have power over your environment. You don't have power over any aspect of your life other than your ability to choose your behavior in any moment. That's it. Yeah. And if you can let go of all the other things and say, oh, this is the choice. This is the power I have is exerting my choice of how I'm going to behave. That's it. That's all you need to exercise. You can let go of everything else. And I think that, and I don't know if they have said anything to this or maybe they'll speak to this, but that need for the the control in the mind kind of taking over I feel is just all fear and I'll never forget when I first started, you know, my own personal journey with just like basic, even talk therapy years ago, I'll never forget my therapist telling me, um, yeah, uh, you, you know how people drink and they're alcoholics and they use alcohol as a crutch. You use your mind and that is your, and you get praised for that because you can analyze anything and intellectually dissect anything you want. So society will praise that behavior, but that behavior actually doesn't serve you and it's extremely controlling and you need to stop viewing like your ability to use intelligence or have um, the ability to analyze a situation or whatever you using your mind as a superpower. It's not. It's just that our society, our, our societal construct praises that, but it's actually how you're managing your life and it's not a healthy tool. It's not the only tool. Yeah. And it may, you know, if anything out of balance is going to be unhealthy. 
right? Mm-hmm. It's so, actually just so much nicer. I just enjoy life more. Yeah. I really do. I'm yeah, just like, it, it'll fucking work out. Yeah. Like, just don't even worry about it so much. What did, what was, I can't remember what it was. It, I, it was something to do. It was something on drag race or uh, a drag queen that said it. And it was, it's a great quote and it's um, everything is going to be all right in the end. And if it's not all right, it's not the end. <laughs> wow. I'm like, that's such a simple, but it's kind of true. Just wait. It'll, it'll, it'll work out. Um, but, uh, going, going back to the, the channel, um, I just like that their first message is you are holding on to unconscious beliefs and you are acting from those unconscious beliefs. And if you could just loosen your grip, take a moment to recognize these beliefs you're functioning from and let them go, you are going to be open to a sense of connection and support that you've never felt before. I love that. It's, it's absolutely incredibly true. And it, I always think about if I've been able to surrender as much as I have in the last 24 months, like how much more surrendering can I do and how much better can it get? It's like, I feel like I, it, this simple concept and I, maybe I've talked about this before cause I've been talking about it a lot lately, but when people go, what's like the, what's like the best, what's the thing that you'd want for your children? And everybody says, Oh, for them to be happy. That's what I would used to say. And now I'm like, that's not a human experience. Happiness is not the only emotion that we have as human beings. What I would want for my kids is actually for them to learn how to surrender and sit with themselves and learn to listen to the messages of the universe. That's, that's what I would really want for them, not to just be happy all the time, right? And when you start to understand that, you know, loosening your grip a little and that like, this is here as we're all here as like a soul in a, in a, in a, in a experiencing a human experience. It's like your shift of it, your, your ideas of how everything should be just really shift. And what you just said actually sparked something in my mind uh, about, cause later on they're going to talk about uh, a specific way of sort of feeling mm. and, and the most uh, an important way of feeling. And I think that if we as parents can shift and I know I've already failed this. <laughs> um, There's no such thing as failure. <laughs> but if we could shift from that idea, like you just said about raising children to be happy and not focus on this other thing, it's going to change everybody's lives. Just to lean in to your human experience and human beings, they have more than one feeling than happiness. And I think it's really interesting if you look in like at other languages, how many more descriptive words they have for feelings versus like English. It's crazy. I think in German, there's like a dozen different ways to describe love. But in America, we're like, it's love. <laughs> we don't want to go that deep. And, and I think, too, uh, this is a huge tangent, but. Even from person to person, their understanding of what love means. I just had this experience with uh, my acupuncturist was talking about feeling joy in my life. And then I immediately felt bad because I'm like, I don't feel joy because my idea of joy is like leaping and bouncing <laughs> off the walls. And like, yeah, like, woo, I'm so joyous and joyful. And that's not how she meant it. And it was a moment of me thinking, like, I got down on myself, like, 
I don't feel joy in my life like that. And, but what is my experience of joy versus what her meaning of what she's saying? It's very different. And how we don't, we can use, we choose words and our interpretation of them is different than the other person. And if we just take that moment to basically analyze, is my understanding correct? Or is their understanding correct? Or what is that actual mutual agreement about what that word means? And not just um, automatically feel bad because someone chooses a particular word. Time to, to reduce our amount of conflict, people. Take yeah. a moment. Take a moment to search inside yourself and not really react. Okay, let's keep going. Yes. As we have said and explained before, the purpose of your existence in the physical plane is to create communion. It is to discover and maintain connection with yourself and others, despite your physical separateness. This is as plainly as we can describe. That is your mission. That is your duty. As you have likely discovered, connection to yourself is of the highest order. For despite being the center of your circle as a being on this planet, it is often the most overlooked connection. Rarely do your eyes peer inward. They are usually pointed toward other. Attention to other is how you learn to survive here. This attention to ensure safety and protection and belonging naturally ignores the, that value of information that you get from yourself, from your innermost self. Once the attention to your highest self is muted, your experience begins to be muted as well. Your desires and dreams fail to come to fruition. The ease of your life can become muted as well. This relationship to yourself is foundational to your experience in this world. It is the basis on which everything in your life should be compared. This foundational communion is the largest piece of the puzzle for your experience. Just reread the last couple sentences. Okay. This attention to ensure safety and protection and belonging naturally ignores that value of information you get from yourself, from your innermost self. Once the attention to your highest self is muted, your experience begins to be muted as well. Your desires and dreams fail to come to fruition. The ease of your life can become muted as well. This relationship to yourself is foundational to your experience in this world. It is the basis on which everything in your life should be compared. This foundational communion is the largest piece of the puzzle for your experience. So I guess my first question is just what, if that's how we are designed to have our, our most kind of enriched human experience, what is it about us human beings that go outside of ourselves for everything? Because just like they said, because as humans, we have to learn how to be safe. Okay. And we understand what safety means by taking the cues around us. Can I fit in? What do I need to do to get love and affection? What do I need to do to be protected? What do I need to do to uh, not be ostracized, to not feel outside, uh, to keep myself safe? Okay. And so we naturally attune to other for cues to, on how to do that. And, and I think this is where that rate teaching your kids not to be happy, but to be able to express themselves genuinely, 
pay attention to that inner voice so that they understand the cues to listen to. Yeah. So I'm going to share something really quick because I feel like this is exactly what you're talking about. Or you could just say, shut up, Katie. It's not exactly. (laughs) Um, But uh, my friend called me the other day and she was, you know, going through like a little personal dilemma. And a part of me wanted to be like, well, she should do this and she should do that and she should do this. And then a bigger part of me, thankfully, was like, you know, what's great about being your friend is that whatever you decide, I'm still going to be your friend and um, it's okay to make a mistake. And so uh, don't listen to me, listen to you. And no matter what the outcome is, I'm here for you. And I thought, what the fuck? If we could do that to our kids, I just think back and think how many kids are told, you don't need my advice as the parent. Stop, pause, sit with yourself. There's no such thing as a mistake. Regardless of the outcome of your decision, I'm here for you. Yeah. And no one is raised like that. Nobody's raised like that. And if you doesn't work out the way you want, it's not the end of the world. It's like. Make a different choice next time. How do you know that it's supposed to be that way? Because it is. And so there's no such thing as mistakes when you look at it that way. It's like this is part of the journey. Right. They say it all the time. There's no such thing as mistakes. You can't get it wrong. That What did they say last time or a couple times ago? A mistake is just a comparison to your imagined expectation. That's mind-blowing, really, when you think about it. And it's 100% true. How? much of our adult life do we live in the space of I should do it this way. I should do it that way. I should do it this way. I should do it that way because no one is taught. Just sit with yourself, just pause, just be in the hard feeling and don't worry about the decision and the outcome. And I'll still love you even, even though, even though. And, and the thing is the word should implies that there's a right. There's not a right. The word should absolutely implies that you have a comparison or that you have a right and a wrong. But like if we could, cause I thought in that moment, like how could I best be here for my friend? She doesn't need advice. She doesn't need, she just wants to know that no matter what she does, I love her and I'm here for her and I'll be on this journey with her. And if we could have that same dialogue with our friends, with our colleagues, with our children, with ourselves, (laughs) like doesn't everything in your world just shift? Yeah, of course. And I think that too, to recognize when your friend comes to you with that dilemma, she wants not necessarily an answer to like what she should do, but she says, what she's saying is, I'm really struggling. Mm-hmm. Can you recognize my struggle? Well, you- and I think that when we come in and say, well, here's the master plan of how you can intellectually dissect this. What you're actually telling that person is I feel uncomfortable with your discomfort. <laughs> and don't you, and you're communicating you stupid moron. Don't you just see how simple this is? You just need to do X, Y, Z and it'll all be fixed. And that's why I'm saying like the goal shouldn't be happiness because we're not always happy. And so rather, wouldn't it be nice for someone to just acknowledge your discomfort and say, I'm, I'm okay to be uncomfortable with you. And I hear you and I'm sorry you're going through this. I feel it. You're going to get through it and I'm going to be here for you no matter what. Such a different a completely dynamic. Different. Right. And it plays to what you're saying in terms of like, if, if one of our purposes here at, you know, in our human experience is to create this connection, 
what an amazing way to try to create that connection with another being. Okay, I'm going to continue. Yeah, please. This foundational relationship can then guide your choices and experiences from a place of security and not from a place of seeking security. Wow. This to me was it. When they, this next paragraph is it for me. It's I'm already secure. I'm not seeking security. I am already secure. How many people feel that? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm not even, I, I can't even. I can't say that. I can't say that about myself. Imagine that. There's an absolute <laughs> protest or rally or something outside. Okay. Okay. Um, what if you could know in the deepest, most trusted parts of yourself that you will always be safe, that you would always be secure no matter what you do? How would you change your decisions? What would you change? What would you decide to do? If you can place yourself in that sense of security, you will understand what true communion with your highest self can feel like. If you had to guess what they were, pro- like if what they were rallying about, I, I, I feel like I, I know. I know. It's the abortion. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let us fucking do what we want with our bodies. Jesus. That's a different podcast where Katie becomes one. unglued. But, but, <laughs> but, you know, perfect. Oh, you should be doing this. You shouldn't be doing that. Thank you white, heterosexual, old men. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I know I can't do it right now. I, it, it's, this is a, this is a full episode. Yes. And they're honking in agreement. Um, this, like I said, this paragraph, it's about security and true connection with yourself helps you understand you're secure. That if you have a communion with yourself, if you have true relationship and attention and alignment with your highest self, you will be secure. You're no longer seeking security. You are secure. And if you could imagine what it's like to always feel safe physically, emotionally, psychologically, and you knew no matter what ha- no matter what is going on around you, you will be secure. How would you change your decisions? Well, I think one big foundational thing, just from my own experience that allowed me to move closer to that concept, I'm not fully there, but closer, was just the idea that there's not really an end, right? Like I think in our, uh, being human beings in our, in our existence, it's like death is so final. But if we could even just like, I think maybe we've talked about this before, just kind of unravel that idea a little bit more that death isn't the end. I think that even just that simple concept of safety can shift because if you're like, my intention is to have this human experience and my soul will go elsewhere when I'm done here, it allows you to kind of sit back and go, okay, well, when it's my time, it's my time. And so like, then how do you, your life just shifts when you're not so worried about the final death. But I also, I think you're right. And I also think as a society, we put these milestones as end all be all moments for us. Like um, when I get married, 
then I'm going to be secure and I'm going to be safe and everything is going to be better. <laughs> when I when I get the perfect job, yeah. when I move to the perfect house, when I get the perfect pair of shoes, when I we put these expectations as sort of periods at the end of a sentence when really there are no periods. No. There's only like commas. And there may not even be commas. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like I think that we have this expectation that when we reach a milestone, all of a sudden our problems are going to be solved. Our life is going to be changed and everything's going to click into place. And that 100% indicates you are looking outside of yourself for that sense of security. You're looking outside of yourself to take care of you. You're seeking the security when that security exists only inside of you. It can't exist anywhere else. Yeah, I mean, I had this moment like really hit me one time when, you know, my partner and I have been together since we were 19 years old. And at one time we think we had like less than $5 together. We combined our bank accounts right away because we were like, you have $2.50, I have $2.50, <laughs> like let's have five bucks. <laughs> and um, like to the point where I'd be like, oh, I have to wait to get my coffee till Friday, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And we've had a lot of growth and financial, what some would consider some financial success together. And I remember feeling like we had the opportunity to do a lot of cool things that we hadn't been able to do in a previous time together. And I remember feeling like, oh, that's what they mean when they say like money will not buy you that security and happiness because there were moments in that journey of, you know, different points of success where I felt more disconnected from myself than I did when I had nothing. And I would absolutely trade the, any financial success for that feeling of when I felt most connected to myself when I had nothing. Yep. And so it was, I feel very grateful that in my journey of, you know, you know, building my career, whatever that I learned, maybe that a little bit sooner because how disappointing to really spend your whole life, like thinking this is the metric of what the, my life will be happy. You know, this yeah. is the metric for success. And then you go, Oh shit, it actually doesn't contribute to my sense of purpose at all. My internal. Yeah. It's not, has nothing to do with it actually. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. I feel really grateful for those early years and those experiences because um, I can see where I moved away from that sense of self and then kind of was able to come back, which I feel super grateful for. But yeah, it, it, these milestones, these markers that we have, it's all a facade. It's its really, it's not truth at all. And how much we, and like they said, how much are we gripping onto them to make ourselves feel secure feel like that we belong to something feel purpose feel yep and Safe. it's all yeah and i just this i don't know this channel has up just really sort of gotten under my skin and like oh thank you for putting it all together yeah. in, in one sort of and, concise and, and a simple place. simple way i think to to attempt to get closer to that inner self like i took a little break from social media, thought it was going to be terrible. I thought I was going to have to like parse it out and go through. All I didn't. And I went, oh, it's so nice to take a break once in a while because then you go, 
you're, you're reminded how much your subconscious is, is presented with these milestones and beliefs and things that you should have in your life. And when you take a break from it, you get to just be with you. And then you realize, Oh, I was, it's like, you have to separate yourself from those messages sometimes to be able to get back to yourself. So it's, it's harder than ever in our society to really get to that space because of internet and social media. I mean, like I said, I, I haven't been on social media in 10 months. Yeah. I understand why. I actually, it was, it was actually like, I feel kind of good. I, I, I feel clean. Like I like clean's the a wrong word, but you know what I mean? Yes. I feel like, like I more connected with myself. I didn't, I didn't miss it at all. And I 100% thought I was going to, and I didn't miss it at yeah. all. I missed it in the very, very beginning when I was bored. That is it. Yeah. And I never, but I didn't pick it up and I just filled that time with other things, you know, like cleaning and, child care <laughs> and work and yeah. you know, those things um, or sleep. Um, okay. Let me keep going. Um, let me read the last sentence. If you can place yourself in that sense of security, you will understand what true communion with your highest self can feel like. So just a ima- like that's an exercise that they're asking you to do sit with yourself. Can you imagine, just imagine what that's feeling that secure would feel like. Like imagine what you would do differently in your life if you felt that secure. Okay, we use this exercise to demonstrate to you that many of your decisions are not based on communion, but the seeking of safety and that that safety you spend your time seeking is defined by others. How can another's idea of safety be the same as your own? How can it be as fulfilling, satisfying, or meaningful? The most true sense of safety belongs inside of you already, and no outside connection can accurately satisfy the true connection to self. The importance of the connection to self that leads to safety allows you to then create meaningful, honest, and true connections to others. Only when we are safe can we make truly honest communion with others. These safe connections are additives to your sense of safety, for you realize that these relationships do not threaten, they do not infringe or take. They are reinforcements to your idea of safety and allow you to further seek these connections in the world. Connection after connection, a spider web of understanding, security, and communion. No relationship infringing on the other. So would you say that that's speaking to this idea that in order to actually be able to connect with other, the most meaningful thing you can do is connect with self? Yes. And that the connections that we have with other, if they're coming from a place of reassurance or uh, validation, they're not the type of meaningful connections that we actually need. Correct. But they do, they do, as I'm sitting here, what I'm hearing is you can have relationships that reflect your Mm self-worth and your uh, self-attention back to you. So they can reinforce. So in a way you get in a relationship where someone is open enough and secure enough in themselves that they say, look how amazing you are. And they can reflect that back so you can become more connected to yourself. Okay. So that is a phenomenon that can happen. And then therefore, because you can then establish a relationship with yourself, that's based on, um, uh, you know, 
true recognition and true communion with your highest self, then you can then use that to reflect back. But the point is when you have that honest connection with yourself, that allows you to have those true, authentic, honest relationships with others that aren't based on validation, that aren't based on seeking security mm. and seeking like, oh, you make me feel good or um, I, I, think that you're amazing. And if I hang out with you, then that means I'm amazing too. And, but you have relationships that aren't on based on that. You're entering into a relationship because you feel hundred percent secure with yourself. And you're saying, I want to spend time with you because I feel great. You're great. And this is the relationship relationship that I want. And nothing infringes, nothing takes away from your connection to yourself. And therefore nothing can take away from that relationship with others. And that so it's like valuing the connect, the actual connection versus what we believe we think the connection should be or how the connection looks or. Yes. Or it, what it can do, how it makes me feel, mm, how yeah. it adds or takes away from my sense of security. Yeah. Because uh, this idea of I am secure already. And when I enter into an honest relationship from a secure place, that that relationship can do nothing but support my sense of security. Mm. And the more relationships I, I establish that way, then it's security adding to security. So I'm adding security to you. I'm reinforcing, reflecting, reverberating, vibrating from that sense of security. And that you create all those connections in your life, like they said, like a spider web. That just is this constant reinforcement of security. I mean, think about a a relationship, like a romantic relationship where somebody comes to the table feeling safe and secure versus anxious, grabby, ah, I hope you're going to need to check these boxes and fulfill these perceptions that I, it's a very different dynamic, very different dance. A hundred percent. And I think what I was saying before is if we could make our children feel secure just in themselves that's all we need to do. Yeah. That is all we need to do. And so much parenting that I can reflect on is about my need to satisfy my sense of security, you know, like putting yeah. myself in their shoes and saying what would make me feel safe yeah. in that situation. And that's not my role. It's having them turn to their kind of own inner compass and saying, what makes you feel secure? Mm -hmm. Follow it. Yeah. Or you are secure and it's okay to take a risk because no matter what happens, you're going to be fine. How, how much of our teacher, uh, speaking of from myself, like my parenting before I sort of involved myself in this was not there. Yeah. I mean, it was where it sh needed to be at the time. Where it could be. Yeah. It was where it could be. And we can't understand why I think on some level, the timing of when we come to these realizations and why. And, um, but yeah, it is really interesting when you think about, you know, remember in the first or second podcast, I talked about like, well, maybe I'll really be my full expression of my authentic self. Like once my parents pass away and you're like, that's how gay men think. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I didn't know that. I didn't know I was a gay man. And, <laughs> and then I was like, but wait a minute, my mom had me at 22. So if like that life cycle play out on, plays out on that timeline, then I only have 22 years at the end of my life to be authentically me. And I was like, nope, that's not worth it. 
But it's because I think a lot of our parents are like, this is how you should view this, 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 and this. And if you don't view it that way, we will actually judge you and question you and be passive aggressive with you or, you know, be in denial or all the things rather than like thinking about like, I just, what a gift that you could give your children just in the, even in the basic concept of like, these are my beliefs and I hope you also have your own. And no matter what beliefs you have, like I'll love you and I'll be there for you and you're not going to receive judgment from me. Right. I mean, that is like very different childhood experiences. There's no words. There's no words. Yeah. And it just makes me feel like a shitty parent. (laughs) (laughs) We all feel like shitty parents. Yeah. And I, I mean, I say that obviously in jest, um, but, but you're right. The thing that I have to accept is I was doing the best that I could. I mean, I love my children dearly and I would never do anything to consciously hurt them. And uh, that's what I need to, that's what I need to come to terms with, you know, like really understand and accept in myself. Yeah. Love that part of yourself that showed up in that way, because that's how you're supposed to show up at that time. Because you did. If you weren't supposed to show up that way at that time, you wouldn't have. Yeah. I mean, yes. And it's like for whatever reason that we don't know your children were supposed to go through certain experiences in this human experience. And we could never really understand all of the pieces of that. Do you know what I mean? It's like when you look at an adult who's making decisions in their life, those decisions that they make and the place that they come from with those decisions are a combination of millions or millions of inputs throughout their whole life. And so it's like, how do you know that they should be making decisions the way they are? Because they are. It, there's no, I, I, I find that fascinating actually. It's like when we go to an adult and we're like, you shouldn't do it that way. It's like, well, actually if you were that person and you had the different, like millions of different combinations of inputs and perceptions and parents and friends and schools and whatever, you'd actually be making the exact same decisions. Right. And so we just can't beat ourselves up over those things. Or anybody else. Yeah. I mean, that's the really bigger (laughs) thing. (laughs) Right. Um, okay. Uh, continuing. This is the task that is laid before you. We understand that the level of connection and security that we are describing is the ultimate goal. And many of you will experience glimpses of this connection in your life. Look for these moments and relationships that are marked by joy, love, celebration, and ease. Learn from those feelings. So you may bring these feelings to other areas of your life love this because they're saying we don't expect you to be perfect and we don't expect you to be this enlightened being floating above the ground. But it's almost like slow down a tiny bit to be able to recognize when these moments happen. Because they've, they're already happened. You recognize them. You have them in your life. You have these moments and it's not this sustained level of grace necessarily, but it's this, you have moments of these. There are certain areas of your life that are really good. Even if it's just, when you make an amazing meal or when you have, you watch a really good movie or do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have these moments of ease, learn from those moments. Yeah. It, Cause, and then say, where's this not in my life? Oh, if this not, it's not here, there's something I'm not doing. And they'll tell you, you're not connected to yourself, which yeah. I, I tend to agree, but I think that's just fascinating. Continuing. We feel you asking for the reason behind the reason. <laughs> Why should I seek connection and communion, you ask? 
you are asking for the reason outside of the sense of peace and security that you will feel. We understand this question and the need for explanation and knowledge that humans have. It is a large reason we choose to speak to you and share our information with you. We know that motivation can stem from understanding. Here is what we say to you. The reason for seeking this communion is many, but we will describe the most important of them. Firstly, understand that you are not an individual. You are connected to all beings. Energetically, you are connected to everything. More specifically, you are everyone. There may be a physical separation between you and everyone else, but energetically, you are everyone. There is no difference. You, right now, having this experience, are everyone. This is true and real. You are everyone, and everyone is you. I mean, that, (laughs) I mean, I hear what you're saying. And my mind wants to really scientifically understand that better, but I think that's not the direction I need to go. Because that's hard to really understand. It is It is a hard concept to grasp. And it doesn't stay in, I mean, I understand it on a really deep energetic level, just because I think they, they when they communicate with me, they give me that knowledge that's, yeah. that's deeper than what I can use words to describe. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's in me. Is it always at the very surface of my mind? No. But when I tap into it, I go, oh, okay. So this is just like the first layer. Okay. Um, you're not an individual. You are everyone. In a previous lesson, we spoke to you of how each of you experience your own reality. None may share the exact experience as you. This then creates a world that is solely yours. Your interpretation creates your reality. Your reality including those in it, are only your interpretation. This is one level of explanation. Another level of explanation is that you are connected to your soul and your soul is connected to the larger energetic structure of the universe that everything is connected to. Therefore, you are everyone. This means that a change in you is a change in everyone. A change in your understanding, in your peace, in your security, in your love, in your recognition is a change in everyone's. Your living from an experience of security and communion allows it to occur in everyone. It allows it to be experienced by everyone. I, I'm going to have to say one quick thing about this. Did I talk about this before that book, Zero Limits? Yes. Where Dr. Hulan the psychologist had helped all of those people in the criminally insane psychiatric ward. I think all but three people heal by only focusing on cleaning and cleansing and healing the parts of himself that he saw in those criminally insane. I've never been more mind blown by a concept in my life. In that book, I, I'd have, I'm going to have to read it like a couple times um, and I went to go look him up, of course. <laughs> like, is this- Can I talk to him? <laughs> Absolutely. And he had passed away a couple months ago. Oh, no. I know. Um, but that's okay. I can still maybe connect with him, but or maybe you can connect with him for me. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's a fun idea. Um, but isn't that crazy? That's a, that's a mind-bending concept for me. 
And what I really, I, I just am blown away by this. Like I really am this understanding of they're saying, you know, you were everyone. And if you don't believe that you have a soul and that you, you know, are connected this, that, or you do have a soul, or you may not believe that your soul is connected to everything in the universe. And therefore really, you are everyone. If you even take it from the perspective of you have your own unique experience because of how you interpret what happens around you, then necessarily everyone around you is just your interpretation. Yeah. Therefore, I mean, the first thing that he said when he was basically this other guy, Joe Vitale or something was like, I want to understand this. And he was like, I want to write a book and I'm just going to like, can you help me write the book? And Dr. Hulin was like, you can ask me questions and whatever, and you can write the book. But like, you know, I don't really want to write a book. And so, uh, that was one of the things he's like, well, what, what do you do? What's your first step? Like I would need to break this down in my human terms. Like, what do you do? And he's like, the first step is to take a hundred percent responsibility for your reality. Not 99, a <laughs> hundred. That's huge. If you take 100% responsibility for your reality, then your entire world changes. Then everything feels isn't it so, isn't it such a mind fuck yes. to be like, if this person does this, then I'll feel like I'm in control. But if I actually surrender to the control and realize it's a hundred percent my responsibility, I actually get the control back. Yeah. It's crazy. And, and their explanation, that's what I really appreciate about this reading is they're like, okay, if you look at it from that perspective, you're still, it's a hundred, it's you still a change in you means it's a change in your interpretation, which means it's a change in everybody around you. Or you can look at it from the perspective that we're all connected. And if you change your energetic understanding, you're changing everybody else's energetic stand understanding as well. And both ways, which I think both are happening, is you're left with the same point. It's fascinating. And all I try to remind myself is like, it's okay if you don't understand this all the way, just do little experiments in your life. So, you know, my older daughter sometimes is rough. Like she just, she can be rough for me. And in the last, ever since I read that book in the last couple months, I've been like, it's your fault. So what are you going to do about it? This is not her. It's you. And even though I don't fully grasp that <laughs> just allowing that thought to sit and swarm in my subconscious I've watched I'm not kidding I've watched our dynamic and relationship just melt like the the friction and the walls and the everything has just melted and ironically her behaviors change I mean like <laughs> and that's what I mean when I say you don't have to really even fully understand the concept at the level that maybe some people on this planet do like Dr. Hulin or whatever, but just being open to the concepts and saying, I'm just going to put the concept right there in my mind and I'm just going to let it be that in itself is sometimes enough to just have evoke energetic shifts in your life. Yes, because you are holding two possibilities instead of one. And that opening releases your grip. Isn't it fascinating that as humans, 
We get so narrowed in on our thought process and narratives that we believe there's only one way to view something. And I said this before, and I'll say this again because this blows my mind, but they did a study on how many different ways there were to do dishes. Like if you did dishes and I did dishes, I think there was over 200 different ways to do dishes. (laughs) We're so stupid to think that there's one way to look at something. Oh, but mine is the best. (laughs) Sometimes yours really is the best though. But do you know... Yes. Sometimes you wear a pair of shoes and I'm like, yes, James, you got it. You have all the answers. But like, it's just think about that. I know. And it was so funny because I think that like one of the greatest gifts we can give ourselves is when something is not, doesn't feel on course or doesn't feel connected or feels whatever in our life, like shit or whatever, to just be like, yep, that's 100% my fault. Like what happens when you just think about that? Because all we want to do is blame others all the time. Why do we do that? Because it's easy. Why do we do that? We're so afraid of being wrong. Yes. But like, think that goes back to the thing we just said, that if you were raised in an environment where you were like, there's no such thing as a mistake. Trust yourself. This human experience is about learning and growing. I will love you even if you don't do the right thing. Then we actually are put in a position where we can go, it is 100% my responsibility. And I can make choices. I don't have to make the right choice. I get to make a choice. Yep. And that deflection of it's somebody else's fault only is because we have fear of facing it as ours. Because, we do, because we've never been supported in just being okay to just... Yes. Be. We don't know how to be secure. No. We are constantly seeking security rather than being secure. I'm telling you, this shit is deep. It's incredible. This to me, this channel should be put up like <laughs> in a frame and everybody should be required to read it once a week. It's a hundred percent our responsibility. Um, let's see where we are. Um A change in your understanding, in your peace, in your security, in your love, in your recognition is a change in everyone's. Your living from an experience of security and communion allows it to occur in everyone. It allows it to be experienced by everyone. We cannot overstate that change in your world truly starts and ends with a change in yourself. You hold the power of change inside of you. By taking 100% accountability for your perception. Secondly. This, this experience of overcoming the physical, the contrast, the differences fuels growth and change in the whole universe. So uh, I'm going to go back because they give a lot of explanation and we talked a lot is they're basically saying, why do we need to do this? Right? Like us humans were like, well, why do we even, okay. So it creates communion and it's great. And I feel peaceful and wonderful because I have a better communion with myself and feel secure, but why else? And what they're saying is first is when you feel secure with yourself and you feel peaceful with yourself, it changes everything around you. It changes the whole world. The second reason why we need to feel that communion with ourselves, attain that level of security is the experience of overcoming the physical, the contrast, the differences fuels growth and change in the whole universe. It is like the bearing of fruit or the plumping of the harvest. The overcoming creates energetic fuel for the spiritual side. 
We offer this information to you as a guide to understanding the importance and power that you possess inside of you. You are not insignificant. You hold the power of change inside of your actions. Imagine if your attainment and knowledge of security shifts those that you encounter towards the same. This ripple affects all and moves everyone towards security, peace, and acceptance. Imagine never feeling threatened or insecure. How would the world change? Where would the world go? These answers are meant to show you the purpose of your life, communion, connection. These values will lead to you, you to your happiest, most satisfying life, and by extension, elevate all to the same. Communion requires more than one being, so the implication and purpose is to connect with others. We invite you to do that from the connection with yourself. No, you cannot get it wrong. There is no failure. Sit with this information. Reflect on how you would change if you were truly secure, no matter what decision you make. We wish you peace, connection, and understanding. I mean... If you could imagine, truly sit, meditate on, what if I felt 100% secure and know that nothing is going to happen to me? I, I mean, it's, it's a... I don't think we could actually understand the real magnitude of a lot of people doing that at once. Like, I, I don't know that we really could, but it doesn't matter because all you need to do is do it for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so your job is, is just to do it for yourself. Wow. That was a powerful one. This one is, I mean, like, it feels like the foundation of everything. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it was a doozy. Like I got done with it. I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Stop getting COVID, Katie, so we can do our podcast. I don't even know if we have any listeners with all the honking. People are like, I got to get out of here. I can't listen to this anymore. Well, we'll see if it yeah. comes out on the backside. So we apologize. Hopefully you can still hear us and the message gets through. Um, and <laughs> hopefully there won't be a protest next week. I Yeah, who knows? We'll have to figure out a different yeah, time. But We'll, we'll see. Um, all right. So um, there you go. There's the purpose of life. <laughs> Just... Here's the purpose of life. Have a good day. Have a great day, everyone. I'm James. I'm Katie. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye.